0: Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now, here's your host, Steve Schultz. Hey, everyone. Welcome to
1: Elijah Streams. Happy Friday. Today's May 5th, 2023. I'm your host, Kelsey O'Malley, filling in for Steve Schultz. They're wrapping up in Israel. They come home so soon and we have some pictures we want to share with you today because someone snapped an amazing picture at the garden tomb. We're like, we have to share it with you guys. So let's share first the picture of that. Yeah. So here's someone snapped this picture at um, the garden tomb and look at that big shaft of light pointing right into the tomb. Isn't that incredible? That is so amazing. Oh, my gosh. And then we have one more picture of the team, just a little group photo as they wrap up their time in Israel. There's all the team there. You guys probably recognize some of their faces. There's Stephen Doreen and Jeff and Lauren, Illumination, Emily, Mariah, Michael's there, the whole team that kind of works behind the scenes to help make all of this possible. I know they're having a great time, and we hope that you guys can join us next time uh, we open up the tour to go to Israel And you guys can experience all that they uh, got to experience on this wonderful trip. You know, we want to thank you guys so much for partnering with us as we help dig wells all over Uganda. We have this real quick video to share with you to show just exactly how lives are changing as you help partner with us to give to these precious people. Thank you guys again for helping thousands of precious people all over Uganda. You can partner with us by donating at ElijahStreams.com slash donate, or you can mail in your gift. Thanks again so, so much. Um, Those precious smiles, guys. Every time I watch those well videos, it's it's really amazing. Well, today's show is going to be very, very, I think, not only heavy, but significant, important, timely, uh, Weighty, My guest today is uh, Barry Wench, and, you know, he's going to be sharing a, a lot of of prophetic words, uh, visions, revelation that the Lord's been given him, uh, given to him. And, you know, he's known as the Canadian hammer, and we love our brothers and sisters in Canada. And so let's let's go ahead and bring on Barry, because this is going to be a, um, a very packed show. So help me welcome my guest today, Barry Wench. Barry, it's great to be back with you again. It's been a little bit.
2: It has been, uh, Kelsey. Oh, man, I tell you, my heart is so full this morning. I, uh, I'm just, you have to bear with me. I feel like I'm just kind of on the verge of tears here. Uh, so mm-hmm. thankful for the Elijah Streams family and, and just the, the brothers in arms that, you know, as Canadians and the ecclesia of Canada you know just the honor it is and and to walk together you know in these crazy days that we're living in
1: yeah and and I know I reading through your stuff today you've you've been having some pretty in, intense um, visions and, and encounters and I want to give you enough time to share all of them so I'm just I'm going to let you go because there's a lot of stuff that you have to release today and so before you start why don't why don't you just go ahead and open us open us all in prayer
2: Father, I am, Lord, we are so grateful, Father, for your love, your grace, and Father, all that you're doing right now uh, in our land and in our nations. And Father, I just pray, Father, that today you would come and you would just fall afresh upon each each one that's watching, Lord. I pray that you'd meet them right where they're at, Lord, uh, you know, the circumstances that so many are going through. Father, I pray that every heart would be open, Father, to receive what's from you. Lord, we would just honor you. We dedicate this time to you. May you be lifted up. May you be glorified, Father, above it all. And uh, we ask, Father, that you just come. And and we actually, we call in the hosts of heaven, even right now, to to overshadow all that we're we're talking about over, over every word, over every place we go today. So we call in those hosts oh, of heaven to to carry this where it needs to go in Jesus name. Amen.
1: Amen. Okay. Well, let's start with May 1st. Uh, you had a prophetic encounter. And when you share these words, would you also share with us kind of how how you got it? And even maybe if you have some time frames for the words, too. Um, I know we'd all love to to know your process of how you you get these.
2: You, you bet, Kelsey. Uh, you know, it, it. they the father, he, for me, he comes in, you know, different ways and different times. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, often, of, you know, sometimes it's a dream and I'm taken in. Sometimes I'm in a place of, of prayer and soaking with him and, and just spending that, spending that quiet time, which,
0: yeah.
2: you know, life is busy. And, and I think for all of us, it's a secret that that's the place where we really need to, you know, protect, to, yes. you know, just come into his stillness and into that peace with him, kind of clear the slate so so he can speak. And so in this case, uh, you know, I was, you know, in a, I, I was, you know, through the night uh, just was spending time with the Lord and just some more worship and soaking and, and I was taken into the spirit. and And for me, it's like a, when I say these encounters, they're they're like a dream, but being awake, <laughs> you know. And so yeah. uh, you know, you're kind of watching this open vision and this dream, uh, you know, even though you're awake. And in this particular one, uh, I was taken in the spirit into a into a, a room, and there was Hunter Biden and a group of lawyers and operatives inside uh, and then they were made up of you know people from the, the Department Department of Justice
0: mm-hmm. uh, there was
2: a group of uh, you know the Biden administration and, and his advisors. Uh, there was a couple of screens up on the wall uh, and it, there was a video feed in and there was one with uh, you know uh, some Ukraine officials. And some officials from China. Mm -hmm. I mean, they clearly had a vested interest in the narrative and what was coming into light, you know, at this point. So here we were. And uh, I knew that we were at a moment in time where they were going to have trouble stopping the truth uh, from coming out. And in fact, it would be impossible to try and and stop what was unfolding. Now, the FBI, uh, the CIA, and others had deflected, ignored, and skirted around, you know, this for as long as they possibly could. But Mm -hmm. there would be no way uh, to deny the evidence that was held on that laptop. Uh, And... So Hunter Biden, he's in this meeting, and he had a, a cardboard box
0: mm-hmm. that
2: he had to hand over to this team, and in it it contained nine cell phones, and each one was full of evidence that would help connect dots should they you know, and not should they, but as they come into hands of the proper officials. So it was gonna be very soon that this further evidence was gonna be on display for all to see with their own eyes. Mm
0: -hmm. So as
2: they were going over things, uh, you know, in this room and discussion included concern that Joe Biden would assuredly face criminal charges and and, and conviction along with his son, and other family members and Mm. colleagues. And so by by watching the dynamics, it was very clear that Hunter and Joe were at the mercy of their handlers (laughs) Mm. at this point. The decisions and the actions that they'd taken had put the nation in a position of great peril. And now was the time that they would have to pay. So I was taken from that room into the, the spirit, and the next thing I know, I'm in another room. Mm-hmm. But this room was full of American generals, mm-hmm. <clears throat> white hats that were, you know, uh, standing for truth, righteousness, and justice. Mm-hmm. And they were, I felt like they were gathering things together. Now, uh-huh. some of them were dressed in battle fatigues, army boots, you know, even though these are some of the highest ranking generals in the land. they were hard at work. So as they were gathered, uh, they had a video feed into their room as well. And upon which it was President uh, Donald Trump Mm. that was in. And I watched and I listened as this group uh, briefed the president and discussed the strategy and all that was ahead of them.
0: Mm. So,
2: as they sat around, you know, their tables, uh, they each had binders that they would flip through and it correlated to a PowerPoint, uh, you know, that was part of the discussion and plan. And so they were actually reviewing those in positions that were to be extracted, arrested and charged for treasonous actions against the nation that they were called to serve. Mm -hmm. So I watched, you know, I'm in this room, you know, you know, they're shuffling the papers, you can hear, and they're watching, you know, as their pictures and profiles of individuals coming up on the screen with details about them that were being reviewed and so these uh, you know ones that were under review that they were looking at
0: they were mm-hmm. men and women
2: uh, from the cia <clears throat> the fbi the department of justice <clears throat> law enforcement mm-hmm. and there was even some media executives <clears throat> Wow. that were on their radar, there were bureaucrats,
0: mm-hmm.
2: <clears throat> there were lawyers, and accountants, and they, they had blood on their hands. Like some of these guys, I literally saw that they had blood on their hands.
0: Oh, my. So
2: I, I watched as these generals poured over the, the evidence in detail, you know, looking at, at each one and, and mm-hmm. you know, the strategy that they were going to have to implement this. So, as this was going on, there was a, a bit of a break in their meeting, and there were a couple of guys that came in to the room, pushing a cart like a like a trolley and uh, mm-hmm. and they were under guard. They had two two guards basically escorting them and what they were bringing in. Mm-hmm. So this, cart contained four boxes. They were bright red in color. And, uh, you know, they were like those banker type boxes.
0: Mm -hmm. And
2: uh, on the side of them, they were labeled classified
0: Mm.
2: (laughs) George W. Bush. Mm. Uh, So these documents were brought forward with a real somberness, and I knew by the spirit that they were these documents had been ordered to be destroyed, but had been retained by authorities with fear and trembling, mm-hmm. that they knew that they were going to have to be released at the right moment into the right hands. Hands that could be trusted to deal with the sensitive nature of the contents. Now, the responsibility and the weight that was on these generals Mm
0: -hmm. and on
2: these leaders, you could just feel it in the atmosphere. It was just heavy. It was sobering and it was intense. Now, the general that was leading the room, he got on his knees And he led a prayer before that room, before before they opened these boxes up to dig into it, because they knew that this was big and it would carry great consequences as they unpacked it, all to be done in the right way.
0: Mm.
2: So I'm taken from there, Kelsey, and I saw these teams. That were working you know kind of like satellite teams that were reporting and under the authority of these generals. Now they were well prepared and they were well oiled to get Mm. the job done Mm. for this was going to be one of the greatest covert actions ever deployed on such a grand scale. Now, not only were the actions being taken on American US soil, but they also have satellite teams in other nations that were collaborating as they were taking down this evil regime.
1: Did you see the other nations?
2: There were a few that I saw and uh, I mean, there's about a dozen, okay, that I that were uh, key in pulling this thing apart. And now th- I knew that under international law there were there were arrests that were were coming. And uh, I watched as they these teams were systematically deployed and apprehended. And each and every one that had to be dealt with was. So as they removed these ones, they came in and replaced them with authentic, true, patriot leaders to clean things up, tear things down, and to rebuild again once and for all. And things were going to be better than ever before. So these plans, they were so well executed, it was almost seamless. in the transfer of power oh. for these evil regimes that had their day and it was over for them
1: so i'm taken out of that news. go ahead i said that's good news <laughs> Ooh,
2: it, like this thing is coming to a head
1: so i was taken again out of that
2: and i'm looking at this great big you know this large screen and uh it was you know kind of this chart you could see you know kind of like you would a financial chart, but the header above the screen uh, was the USD, Mm. the United States dollar. And so I'm watching it and all of a sudden I watched it do a deep dive and it dropped by about a third and then it kind of leveled out a little bit and then it dropped quite quickly by another third. Mm. And then it started to kind of trickle down, you know, a little bit after the first two big hits.
0: Mm.
2: Now, I watched in the spirit and as this came down, there was something new that was opening up and it. I watched and it didn't take long for the dark clouds <clears throat> of oppression and whatnot to, to clear up and bright blue sky and sunshine once again began to flood the land. So I saw oppression and debt being removed off of the nation. And it was a new day and there was a clean slate and it was a day of freedom. Oh, the father was turning the tables for the day of rule of the cabal was now given a blow it could not withstand. And I was from here, And I was taken into the spirit and I was flying over, I felt like kind of an arid, deserty kind of land. And I was flown over a large FEMA camp and uh, I'm going, oh Lord. At first, you know, I was thinking, what's this? So Mm -hmm. I knew that it was one of many that was going to be used to hold oppressors for processing. And what had been built for dark purposes would now be part of their own demise and account for justice. And that they would be found trapped in a very pit that they had built for others,
0: mm-hmm. for the
2: tables had turned. From there, I was up and I saw these uh, bases and I saw a National Guard being deployed throughout America mm. to assist in maintaining security and protection on the streets.
0: Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. They
2: had been on standby for such a time as this. For these men and women, were uh, they were pure in heart and they would do anything to protect this great nation. And, you know, as they came out, they were greeted on the streets by civilians with celebration and honor Mm -hmm. and uh, for what they were doing to stand. I was taken in and I actually saw bankers Mm. in their offices and they were busy trying to funnel out what they could to kind of try and protect themselves. And they were trying to get out the back door. with the least amount of damage and to protect their own interests but to try as they may they would be held to account Mm. for they would not be able to get away with anything the father would not have it hey For they would be held to justice Mm. i was taken in again to the spirit and I, i could just see the lord bringing justice to the nation and he would not be stopped there were these uh, demonic storms and uprisings. Uh, and to me, they, 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 symbolically and metaphorically, they, I mean, they looked like uh, little black storms and tornadoes and different things. And in essence, I saw these powers and principalities uh, stirring up chaos in different places in different ways. And, and I mean, they were given it all they had because the hosts of heaven were being deployed to contend with them and take them out. So again, I taken in the spirit
0: mm-hmm.
2: and I was shown a remnant of believers within the nation. And they'd been fasting and they'd been praying and they'd been taking communion across the land. And the cost was great. Mm-hmm. And the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ was over the nation and over the land. And it was clear that through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, we would see this great revival, <laughs> sweeping land. This was the way out and the Lord spoke to me. And he says, Barry, tell my people, I know the battle has been fierce and that many are weary, but let me be clear. My arm is not too short to save. Hmm. There are many pieces of this puzzle that are coming together just as planned Mm -hmm. and the illusion that is in front of you is coming to light. So do you not know that the highest pressures create the most beautiful diamonds? Mm -hmm. So rest assured that I'm creating things in you that you did not know were possible. So hear me clearly uh, and listen to my words on this day. Justice shall be served. Mm. We are in the great and terrible days of the Lord. Vengeance is mine and I will not be mocked. Aye, mm. aye. You cannot serve two masters. Mm. You cannot play both sides for there's nothing in common between darkness and light. For there's a foul demonic assignment, and it is great attack on this day to take out many men looking to take your power and your authority. Mm
0: -hmm. And like
2: Lila, she's wanting to cut your hair. Mm -hmm. Her talk is smooth to get close but she'll cut you like a knife. Mm. Your distress will be great if you tolerate her in your midst. She runs on lies and manipulation Mm. and she will stop at nothing to control you or bring you down Mm. (coughs) for she is ruthless in all her ways. So run like her from the, run from her like the wind. Mm. Don't look back, turn from her and close those open doors, for she will use you like like a pawn to Mm. fulfill her agenda. Mm. You will be left with nothing. She will steal away your destiny, for I'm exposing her, but the choice is still yours. How long will you tolerate her? She's moved in close and is wanting to tighten her grip on her prey.
0: Mm.
2: Left alone, her plan is to destroy you and this great nation that I love. So stand up to me and shake it off. Break those agreements that you've made with her. Dispel her from your midst. Restrict and refuse her access. Get back on track. Get on your feet and remove every foothold. For we have a nation to take back from the enemy. How? So return unto me wholeheartedly. Let me cleanse you, restore you, and bring you fullness of joy, even in the battle. For as you do, I will. you will come to know me in a new way, and you'll never be the same. And holy is the word of the Lord.
0: Hmm.
1: Wow. So I was wondering when you talked about you saw the national guard, do you think they were because of those storms that you saw that they were kind of pushed out into, and you said specific areas. So we won't maybe see them in every city, in every place, but specific areas where there's those storm clouds or the Lord showed you.
2: Correct. Correct. Uh, Okay. And and I believe that there was a collaboration Mm -hmm. between that that group of generals that was meeting with okay. President Trump mm-hmm. and the deployment of the of this guard that was being called into place,
1: wow. And those FEMA camps that you saw that they were actually used to then bring justice to the people that, you know, that they were to bring the bad people, basically causing harm and trouble and problems. That they yeah. were flipping to use them for that. That's really. That's, that's so that's, interesting.
2: That's correct. Wow.
1: Yeah. Wow, that's and amazing.
2: One that I saw. I mean, it was a big camp. You wow. Know, fence and the the you know, razor wire. hmm And it was very remote. Like to me, it felt like it was kind of in a desert. Mm-hmm. Like a, like a very remote place. And uh, what they had built for evil intention, uh, they themselves were going to be held and processed through through behind the very bars that they built for another.
1: Wow, that's incredible yeah. well that's that's what the word says that you take the pit and then you fall into it. Yeah. so that would be fulfilling what the Lord would want to do. Yeah, and I so, know you have... go ahead
2: yeah, so so I just you know I just bless. And pray for those that are are working, uh, you know, deep and silent, you know, like those submarines. You know, they run deep and they run silent, but they get things done. And yeah. I just honor and bless those men and women and those leaders. And I thank them for their service.
1: Yes. And, and we
2: just, we pray for protection and favor upon each one and upon each family, you know, that's involved yes. there.
1: Yes, amen. Well, you have um, another prophetic word that you got April seventeenth. Would you share with us that word?
2: Yeah. So I mean, this one, Kelsey. I, I woke up this morning. I'd had a, I'd had a really uh, turbulent night. You know, you know, hard time sleeping and just feeling this tumultuous uh, atmosphere. And so I'm going to try and, you know, share this as clearly and and as exactly you know into what I saw, but I got up and I, you know, I'm praying, Lord, like, what is this? And and it was almost an anxiety that came with it that was almost like paralyzing. And I felt like I had a truck, you know, parked on my chest. And so as I just began to pray and spend time with the father, he took me into the, oh, he took me into the spirit. And uh, he took me and he kind of gave me a tour and he showed me, you know, different pictures and different things, and, and places that were in under, you know, some great oppression. And uh, mm-hmm. I saw that there were some, and finances, uh, you know, with inflation and everything going on, finances were so tight that there were many that they just weren't sure how to make ends meet. Mm-hmm. And you know, there were hard decisions to make for everyone. You know, there were fixed-income seniors, <laughs> there were single parents. You know, they were doing all that they could to care for their family and, and and make things, you know, work financially. But feeling the stress and the pressure of that, uh, I just, I felt that so deeply. And so uh, through, through, you know, I was taken in other places where I saw that there were some that they were struggling through family hurts, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> broken relationships and misunderstandings. Yeah, you know, there were addictions of all sorts. You know, they were just trying to bring some relief from pain. You know that, you know, from some of the things that they've had to endure. And so I just saw the Lord. You know, I just saw Jesus reaching out to each one of them, and uh, with His loving embrace of healing, and He has them covered, and He has you covered by His grace. Now, now there were some that were hurting so bad. You know, they were considering and wanting a way out of the hurt and the pain. And the enemy was just pushing them to the edge, you know, self-harm, you know, knocking at the door. And uh, I just want to tell those ones today that Jesus is waiting for you with open arms. You know, he's the healer. He's the deliverer. He's the one that, you know, he won't turn his back on you. He He's the one that can, can wipe that away. And so uh, he's with you and he's for you. I, I saw others that had been, under you know through some rejection you know and just what they had experienced was so hurtful and so painful you know tremendous that they could hardly function and i know that god has them today he has you today and there was a release of healing for each one you know i saw some that had you know slipped you know back into damaging actions and behaviors oh and they found themselves you know in a, You know, now fighting the shame and the guilt and self-condemnation, you know, from slipping back into some old lifestyles and behaviors. You know, they had made a mistake. You know, the enemy, you know, snared them. And uh, let me say this. If the enemy has targeted you and he's hit you hard to try to take you out and he's trying to stop you from coming into your God-given destiny. But hear this. God has the final word. You're his beloved, and he's going to go after all that has beset you with his loving vengeance. And today is an invitation for an upgrade out of that place. You know, I, I saw, Kelsey, I saw the lonely. You know, the things in their life haven't worked out like they'd planned or expected. You know, they thought they'd completely missed it and that they were disqualified to function in the kingdom, maybe from, you know, a couple of bad decisions along the way. But the Father will use it all for good. And the Father's timing is much different than yours. And uh, there's restoration and a fulfillment of destiny over your life. I was taken in and I saw those who were rejected and misunderstood in the church.
0: Mm. I
2: saw a religious spirit, an old guard pushing out and restricting Holy Spirit. And, you know, they were sterile, kind of dead meetings, you know, void of Holy Spirit, you know, a form of church that was not as it was created to be, you know. Now, these ones saying there were betrayals, there was jealousy, there was spiritual abuse, mm-hmm. there were some, you know, some beatings, precious, precious saints, misunderstood, kicked aside, mm-hmm. disposed of, you know, leaving them in great... Pain and confusion, you know, those ones, you know, who were shut down, attacked and rejected, so hurt by those that should be a safe place, but but weren't, were just leaving, feeling lost, displaced and alone. So I saw these insecure, you know, controlling leaders interested in building their own kingdoms with little regard for the flock. So I want to say to these ones that the Father sees you and you're loved and he will never leave you or forsake you. And he will use it all to reposition you into your call and destiny. And I pray for each and every one of these that you'd come into healing and be raised up by the love of the Father. Mm. And I saw others, they had mental and physical health issues, you know, seemingly stuck, feeling like they couldn't measure up. Wondering what's wrong with me struggling day by day just to survive. Not sure even how to overcome it all. But here again, uh, the father has you covered today. Jesus blood paid the price and it speaks a better word. And there's nothing it cannot cover. There's nothing it cannot heal. So I declare and decree restoration and healing over each one that watches this. And I, I saw businessmen and women. They were looking over their books of their businesses. Inflation, rising costs, tight margins. Business wasn't like it once was. And they were unsure even how to keep the doors open. Shell's hard to stock, employees hard to find. And I say to you, lean into the father, and he'll give you a path that will lead you into abundance. I saw farmers, unsure if they should try and plant another crop, or should they just take the government payoffs? Carbon taxes and unreasonable governmental environmental controls putting undue pressure upon them. This isn't what they signed up for. So, in Jesus' name, I break off all fear and all that has come to beset you. And I decree and I declare supernatural provision, wisdom, and favor upon you. And I pray for courage and boldness for you to take a stand and raise your voice. Sound the alarm and blow the trumpet for many in the land are not aware of what you're under. I saw others, Kelsey, uh, being held in tight places, unhealthy relationships that, you know, they'd remain there, uh, you know, for food and shelter, security, and uh, I declare and decree, breakthrough over each and every one and supernatural healing and deliverance for each one that find themselves in this place. I saw parents concerned and grieved to have to send their kids into woke schools, into perverted environments and curriculums, identity and gender agendas, pushed left and right and center. Opinions seemed few, options, sorry, seemed few for these families and they seem stuck in the system. But the Lord sees you and he hears your heart. He sees your anger and frustration in it all and you're not alone. So I see you being provoked in a new way to stand up and raise your voice like never before. For he is raising up mothers and fathers as deliverers with him in this hour. And what has come against you shall provoke you to fight for them and stand for the children. For there is going to be released to the children a word of the Lord in the face of injustice. For they are a mighty generation and they'll not be lost. So the word of the Lord dropped on me and he says, Barry, tell my people that it will soon be time to celebrate. Tell my people that things are coming to a head and I'm working in ways you can't see yet. It is all being brought into the light, my light, and there shall be nothing that remains in darkness for I'm your protector, I'm your salvation and I'm the lifter of your head and I'm your everlasting help in times of trouble for I'm bringing my precious ones out of depression And I'm bringing my beloved out of oppression. For I am your deliverer. So draw unto me. Come close once again. For many have been angry with me. And blame me for situations that are not for me. So set the record straight. I am a good, good father. So let me put the healing balm of Gilead. In every wound and every painful place in your life. And let me wash away every hurt. All pain all rejection and every circumstance the enemy is used to beset you so let me deliver you from all belief that separates us for i love you for i'm drawing unto you my beloved sons and daughters with a fresh baptism of my love for you for as you continue to draw unto me i will meet every need and fill you afresh with renewed strength fresh manna every day so trust me Keep the faith. For can you not see what I'm doing in this hour? For the battle is epic. And for I am turning every, overturning every evil power and principality that has held my people captive. And I'm pulling the carpet out from under them. For they do not have the upper hand. And what the enemy has used as a setback, I'm using as a setup. And I will use all that has beset you to strengthen you and expand your heart and your understanding for you're coming up higher and you're coming up above it
0: help elijah streams continue to reach people around the world all donations go toward making elijah streams and the elijah streams podcast possible visit elijahstreams.com/give and become a partner today
2: and you're a weapon in my hand and you will bring many up with me things will never be the same for you're going to be much greater for you do not battle Flesh and blood, but powers and principalities. And they are coming down by my strong and mighty hand. So remain in me as I remain in you, and we will be one as the Father and I are one. From this place and this place alone, you shall be overcomers. So let my perfect peace saturate you today and in the days to come. Rest in my love. Rest in my perfect love, for it casts out all fear. As you do, It will overflow in your life and you won't be the same. And no one will be safe from my love as I release it through you. And holy is the word of the Lord.
1: Mm, Wow. (sighs) You touched on so, so many things that I mean we all we all deal with. I mean, as a parent, you know, I can attest to that one big time. You know, every every place your kids go, you have to be so on guard to protect their little ears and protect their eyes and you know as a parent you shelter your children you have authority you you're there as a parent to help them to keep them yeah. you know pure and it is a it is a tough job spiritually but yeah. you know leaning on the lord and constantly giving them back to the lord and saying god help me do this show me the right groups to join the right places to go god is faithful I can speak even from my own testimonies. God's faithful to bring us to to the right place, to the right groups. He'll bring the right people into their lives. And I also want to encourage moms and dads that it's okay to stand up and say no when you're seeing, you're discerning something is wrong. Even though if your children, well, I love doing this. I love I love being with this person because they don't know they're just children. That's right. But I want to encourage you that it's okay to say no. And it's okay to not be part of that group or not let them go there or do this. It's okay to say no. You have a purpose and God will use it as they grow um, to teach them right from wrong. And you are you have a huge job being a parent. So just yes. want to encourage those right now out there that are struggling with with learning how to say no that it is okay to to protect your children. That's the most important thing you're gonna do for them is protect their precious little eyes and their ears and their souls and their hearts and keep them pure before the Lord, read the word of God to them, sing worship songs in the car, all of that you're doing, uh, God's with you and continue yeah. to do it because train a child up in the way they should go and they won't depart from it. So uh, greater is the light, than the darkness and light always dispels darkness and you are raising little warriors so be encouraged <laughs> keep, keep walking that road we're all doing it together moms and dads you're not alone so
2: that that's a great that, that's a great word uh Kelsey i, I couldn't agree more and i mean uh, i see things for you know gen z and uh you know gen z you know you know the lord is really you know stirring my heart towards this generation and I think that they're uh, right now between 11 and 25 is kind of a gen z uh you know age and you know they're being raised up for into a kingdom purpose and they're going to go far above and beyond where we have been able to go and is it going to look different for them absolutely it will but but they've got things and they, they're, they're going to be a wineskin that we need to embrace. And mm. it's okay that it's going to look different and that's going to show up a little differently. You know, we've had different testimonies of children. Uh, I just heard one here last week of a 10-year-old boy. You know, There was a meeting going on in, in British Columbia in a place called Whistler. And uh, they'd have this gathering. And during this gathering, they'd, you know, the, the worship, and I'm saying Davidic worship. You know, it wasn't the top 10 songs. It was kind of prayer and intercession and worship. Like it was, you know, this intermingling. And they, at that meeting said, you know, we open it up for anyone that's got a word of the Lord. Lord, bring your word through whomever you choose. And so they had a discernment table set up. And and uh, this 10-year-old boy came up to the discernment table and he had a word from the Lord. And they looked at him and they went, oh, there's something on this. And so they took it to the fathers, the ones that were overseeing the meeting. And they said this 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 young son came forward with a word, and uh, they called him up on the platform. At ten years old, he released the word of the Lord over this gathering, and uh, profound. And I think actually during that meeting there was three hundred eagles that showed up on the site of the, the this, of this gathering, and uh, so there's something going on, and. Uh, you know, even here, you know, over the last few weeks or month, we had a, a ten or twelve-year-old girl. Not sure exactly how old she was, but the Lord gave her a dream about a yellow, yellow and white snake, very prophetic, and brought it forward in a meeting with another gentleman, an elder that had had a similar dream, and like this young girl. I mean, she brought it, and it was it just nailed it. So, so there's no junior Holy Spirit, and mm-hmm. he's pointing out upon this generation and. Now, I think that you know we're in a in a culture right now where there's been such an indoctrination, you know, through the school system, through the culture, through the media, you know, over, over families and over kids, that when they see the deception that has been shoved on them, they're gonna come out boldly with truth and they're gonna speak unencumbered in a boldness and a conviction that's gonna light up their generation. And mm-hmm. so you know, these ones, they're looking for authentic relationships, you know, relationships that are open, that are, are deep. They're not into BS, you know, I mean, they can smell, mm-hmm. you know, the fake a mile away. They're looking mm-hmm. for authentic connecting heart to heart. And, uh, you know, they're not into coming into a show. They're looking right. for a new breed of leader that's accessible like a mom and a dad, you know, not hiding in a green room, but right. you know, breaking bread together, doing yes. life together. And, you know, the, the need for connection to be loved and accepted, especially in times of uncertainty and pain, you know? Yes. So, you know, there's many even, you know, basic identity, you know, questions. And so as they walk, you know, with the older generation and this intermingling, uh, you know, it's, it's beautiful. And so, you know, they may be told, you know, by some, we love you, we love you, but the words and the actions demonstrate otherwise. You know, yes. they don't want to be a project. The, you know, the Gen Z, they don't want to be a project. You know, who wants to be another notch in someone's religious belt? You know, so let's just yeah. love one another and, and love for love's sake without an agenda through a religious yes. spirit. I mean, we have to get this right if we're going to make it. So, you know, it's not easy, but, you know, to be available we all have limited time, energy, resources, but right. regardless, let's do our best to walk together as family and uh, and look after one another. And uh, so,
1: and teach your kids the word of God. Feed yeah. them the word of God as much as you can. If you do it at the dinner table, maybe before you eat, or at night, if you get the word of God into your children, because the truth of God's word is what's going to expose the lie. If they yes. don't know the truth, then they won't recognize a lie. They oh. they don't know what to believe. But when they have the truth of God's word and someone tells them the complete opposite, they will say, "Wait a minute. That's that's not what that's not the truth." You know, that's I it. I shouldn't be doing that. So that's a huge thing. I think the youth need a revival of the word of God in their hearts they need a revival of the word of god to strengthen who they are because we're made strong when we know the truth we stand up and we speak it because we know it to be true you don't waver it's not an opinion and and so and you know i think that's a big thing that the younger generation really needs if if you can help as mother and fathers or grandmas and grandpas watching or teachers watching or sunday school teachers or anything uh maybe you babysit uh your neighbors kids babysitters and if you can get the word of god into these children that is what's going to completely change a generation so be encouraged read them the word of god and barry i know you have um you want to share another word about your personal testimony and challenge um to show love and honor
2: yes oh um this is uh i i just felt uh you know as i was preparing uh that i was to share you know and this is a very personal testimony today and you know i'll, I'll preface it by saying that the walk into the prophetic you know isn't isn't always an easy one you mm-hmm. know we all want we all want the glory line you know we all we all want the, you know we all want that i mean who doesn't want that right but the line when you've got to drink a cup of suffering for another—that's a much shorter line.
1: Yes. You know, the
2: laying down of our lives for one another—you uh, know—that's that's another deal, uh, and the lineup is a lot shorter typically for that lineup. You know, we want a microwave fix. You know, we we kind of want to get there in a Learjet. You know, I mean, when God is maybe thinking, you know, more of a camel, you know, and. And I think it's sometimes more the journey than maybe even the, the destination. And so I think that, you know, in the body, there's almost an illusion that we can go to a prophetic school for, a, you know, a year or two and come out as a prophet. And uh, let me say this, I, I, I believe that the process is a lot longer and often can be two, three decades as God deals with us and everything that hinders us along the way. And so for me, it's a, it's an ongoing process.
1: Yeah. So,
2: you know, at any rate, it's my strong belief that in our day and age, the biggest problems aren't, you know, the sex, the drugs, and the rock and roll, but mm-hmm. rather a lack of love. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, if we were able to love people in the mess and in the pain of their trauma and brokenness, we would soon be, you know, living in much different communities. And so part of my journey, uh, you know, along these lines was that, you know, September 27th of 2011, I well, know this is actually a couple of weeks before that, I was on my way to work and uh, early in the morning and there's a beautiful sunrise on the horizon, you know, how the sun comes and the The clouds just, you know, they're all sorts of colors and just brilliant, beautiful. As I'm enjoying and just soaking in this beautiful sunrise, Uh, the Holy Spirit just filled my truck. Like his presence just, it came in and he told me, he said, Barry, everything is gonna be okay. Now, I wasn't sure at that moment what that was about, but Mm -hmm. I don't you know, I filed it away kind of on the back burner, you know, not really giving it much further thought and uh, a few weeks passed and again i was at work early in the morning and kind of getting things going and we were involved in in the building industry you know in construction and, and building materials so you know we had trucks and trailers and we had projects you know big and small you know kind of all over the place so we had men and crews and stuff coming going all the time so on this morning uh we had one of our drivers you know he came in and you know, he had a big load on and tied down, you know, on this, you know, brand new, you know, we had a, you know, one of our brand new Freightliner trucks. And he was headed out heading east. And uh, it wasn't long after he left that I got a phone call. I'm going to say maybe 20 minutes or so. And uh, someone had been driving into town and they passed a really bad accident on the highway. And it involved our truck and driver. And, you know, we saw the sign on the door and, and, he made a phone call to me and he said, you know, I just passed this, this accident and it looks pretty bad. You know, you probably should get out to the site. And so I quickly jumped into my pickup and, you know, headed out there. And, and you know, it wasn't that far out, but I got onto the highway and as I kind of got close, uh, the police or the RCMP, they had a, a roadblock and the highway had been blocked off to clean up the, the accident. You know, he saw the signs on my truck and recognized that I was, you know, involved with, you know, what had happened. So he let me in straight away. So I got at the accident scene, and uh, the RCMP came up to me and he says, "Hey, buddy, there's no easy way to tell you this, but you're going to have a crappy day." Said your driver's dead. And in that moment, it was just like I was hit with a pile driver. And you know, if you haven't been through an experience like that, uh, you know, I don't wish it upon anyone. And I just honor, the, you know, the the first responders for what they do day after day, responding to these kind of things.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So I pulled aside, you know, off the highway and, you know, they told me to park here, you know, they were waiting for investigators to arrive to do their thing. And so there I sat kind of in shock, you know, and disbelief and I looked up at the sky And there was the same brilliant sunrise that I'd seen a couple weeks before. Mm. And the Lord just softly spoke to me just as he did, you know, two weeks earlier. And he said, everything is going to be all right. Mm. And uh, there was a guy that came up to me and he introduced himself as a chaplain uh, for the county. And every time there's a fatality, whether it's an accident or automotive accident or you know other means he shows up to check on his guys on his boys he calls them you know whenever there's a loss just to make sure that they're okay and and so he said you know we deal with this all the time and we still have trouble you know sorting it out and so I was very helpful you know he gave me some advice that I'll always be grateful for you know he said you might find yourself in the days ahead you might have some days where you're really angry you know, he said you might have some days where you're not going to be able to sleep, or you, you might be the one that wants to sleep all the time. You know, when you come through the trauma of that, and uh, you know you might want to eat, you know, or you may have no appetite at all. So I was thankful that he kind of showed me some of the the potholes in the road and just gave me some some awareness. So I'm standing there and the officer came up and and he says, uh, Barry, he said, uh, would you be able to come and identify the body before we move it from the wreck? He said, if I didn't do it, he said, they could call a family member and ask them to come and do it for them. And I said, of course I would, you know, uh, you know, absolutely. And so, and so I did, I did that. And again, it was just like being hit by a, a, a pile driver. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, we're, you know, there's, you know, debris on the highway. And here there's a reporter that shows up on the edge of the highway. And and before I knew it, you know, he had taken some pictures of the accident and and he put them online. And I mean, and this dear man, you know, his 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 body was still in the truck. And I just felt it was just a cruel, cruel thing to do. But I you know, I had to let it go. And uh I came back to the shop, uh, you know, after things were cleaned up on the site and my wife joined me and uh, we jumped in our truck and we ran out to to meet the family of, of my driver. And he was a good, honorable Christian man, uh, five children, many grandchildren. Wow. So that was a meeting that I'll never forget. Uh, you know, his son was so upset, I thought he was going to beat me up. You know, he, was, he wasn't happy. Uh, in the end, he, actually, that son ended up rededicating his life to the Lord, and, uh, you know, come back into the kingdom. So that was a great thing. But, you know, it was an accident, you know, my driver, had been blinded by the sun, you know, he was just heading east, and the sun was coming up early, and, you know, on the yellow line, and he was blinded by the sun, you know, a gravel truck had stopped, turned left, and, you know, my driver didn't even see it, and, you know, rear-ended him, and, and that was it. And so my, you know, I just tell people, if you're driving and you can't see if the weather's bad, like pull over, wait 10 minutes, you know, you'll you'll get there in one piece. Uh, you know, I mean, it's, you know, 10 minutes is, isn't going to really matter one way or the other. Yeah. But but at the funeral, Kelsey, uh, you know, a few weeks later, um, you know, I, it was kind of when it, it really hit me and I felt that out of all of this, I wanted to come out better, not bitter. And So why do we wait, you know, to honor people until they're gone? Yeah. And why, why as people, why do we withhold love? And, you know, at some point in life, we've all been in a bad place, you know, by circumstances of our own or bad decisions or or maybe by what someone has done to us. You know, sometimes we're hurting. And, uh, you know, we end up in the the ditch. And, you know, we've had in those moments, I know I certainly have had, you know, different loving men and women come alongside of us in those hard times and and give us a lift up and and help us through that. And so, you know, my challenge to, to each one watching, you know, this day, you know, choose should you choose to accept the challenge <laughs> is to take and write a letter or take them for coffee or have a dinner with those ones that were with you when you needed it
0: the most. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Head to ElijahStreams.com slash give. Now back to the show.
2: Show them the love that you have for them and just, you know, let them know while they can appreciate it and while it means something. And the second part of the challenge is this, and and should you choose to accept it, is we all know people in our lives who are hurting or in pain or are in the ditch and need a handout. And, you know, you ask people how you doing. Well, I'm okay. Well, no, you're not. <laughs> you know, right? I mean... That's Lella. common
1: in Canada, right? Everyone's always okay. Yeah,
2: we're okay. And so, so my challenge to to those watching is in the same way that someone came and helped you is to go and extend love and in a listening ear. And, you know, I pray that each one that accepts this challenge, that the father, you know, I, I see him setting it up to bring hope and healing to many. And so I declare and decree that many lives will be healed, saved and delivered through the love of Father and through through the saints. And uh, so you know, lastly, you know, if you're really hurting and and you see no way out, the Lord sees you, and he will never turn his back on you. Yes. when you cry out to him. So if that's you, I just encourage you today to reach out for someone to go for that coffee. You know there's no shame in that you know you're human and uh, for me uh kelsey the accident happened and our life keeps going on you know we still had crews we still had to do business you know you're dealing with insurance you're dealing with investigators and there was no time for me to stop and actually grieve and uh now i don't know if you know jason upton uh the musician uh but I'm gonna say a couple of months after the accident, Jason Upton showed up in Red Deer. And we went to this gathering and, and uh, we ended up in the balcony, very back row, very back seats. And Jason Upton sat down at the piano. And, you know, he was playing and doing, you know, what he does. And at one point he stopped and he just, and he'll stop and he'll listen. And the Lord will give him a new song. To play prophetically, like right there. Mm-hmm. And so he began to play, and it was just like he peeled off a blanket off of my heart. Oh, wow. And the Holy Spirit brought through the frequency and through the Spirit of God came and just poured in healing and restoration. I had tears squirting out of my eyes. I couldn't stop. I just, I, it was so healing and uh, and so beautiful. Now, that was great, but I found myself for about five years, you know, every fall, uh, still being triggered, you know, by, you know, changing temperature and changing environment, you know, as the, the season of that accident approached, it's incredible what is wireless. wired us. And so it took a bit of a journey for me to forgive myself and to come into forgiveness and just to deal with the pain of all of that.
0: Yeah. And in
2: the end, only God can take a broken heart yeah. and put it together bigger in the end. Yes. And so I just want to, uh, you know, encourage those that are watching that even in the painful moments and the hard times, God will use it all for good. Mm-hmm.
1: Would you pray for people that are going through the grieving process now that are where you once were, that are really, they're having a hard time, they're struggling?
2: Yeah. yeah. So, Father, I do. I just pray now for each one that, that is watching today. And, Lord, uh, you know the circumstances, Lord, of loss. Yeah. Father, that, that is, you know, within so many. And Lord, we know that there's no cookie-cutter way to walk through the process of grieving and healing. Lord, that you've got a, a, a path that's different for all of us. So Lord, I pray that by the power of your Holy Spirit and by your love that you would come and you would bring comfort to each one, Lord, that is suffering a loss. And Lord, whether that loss is you know, in, in losing a loved one, a spouse, or a child, or or a close friend, a uh, family member, Lord, I pray that you would bring, pour your healing oil, balm of Gilead into those places. And Lord, those that have lost loved ones, Lord, that, you know, we miss them so dearly, that played such an integral part of our lives. Lord, if we could only, you know, think we could just have one more coffee with them to, to say this or that. Lord, I pray that that you bring your your, uh, grace and your love into each one of those places as well. and Father, those that have suffered other losses, Lord, whether it's loss of businesses or loss of dreams or or loss of friendships or plans that didn't work out like they thought they would, places of grief, Father, that has impacted people and where they've kind of got stuck in that place. Lord, I pray for fresh oil to flow through each one in that place. Because, Lord, we know oil helps things move. (laughs) And so to the ones that are stuck, Lord, I pray that you would bring movement into their lives and restoration and full healing. And, Lord, I pray that you would use them as they come into healing to bring comfort and love into others that uh, are in their lives. Lord, I just, I thank you for the Elijah Streams group and the Elijah Streams family, Lord, across the nations and how you have such a way of knitting our hearts together. Lord, I pray that you would just pour favor upon favor upon them, Father, in this day. Lord, we we love you and we're so thankful, Father, for what you're doing right now in this hour. So, Lord, I pray for each one that you would come even over the next few days and lord i'm asking for dreams to be released <laughs> oh, upon your saints i'm praying for fresh encounters to be uh, brought under your saints and lord i'm asking father that you would send workers to fa- you know those harvesters to family members that aren't walking with you lord to bring in the protocols among us and Lord, I ask you to bring even testimonies forward of, of what you're doing in this hour. Lord, we we honor you and we love you in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Amen.
1: Well, Barry, thanks for being on with us today. That was a lot, a lot of to stuff to take in. Um, the Lord's really been downloading a lot of stuff to you, giving you a lot of a lot of critical um Words for now. So thank you for coming on and sharing them with all um, of us. I know it's not easy. It's a lot to step out and share all of that stuff. So thank you for doing that. And um, I know do you have any before we end, is there any updates you want to kind of share um about where you're gonna be or we're gonna be ministering or anything regarding with Canada?
2: Yeah, you know what? there's there's a couple of big things that that I would share. Uh, we've got a gathering coming up. Uh, well, there's a couple. One is actually in Drayton Valley, Alberta, and it's called the Altar. And uh, this dear brother of mine, he, they bought 160 acres. The Lord led them to buy this land, oh. and it's wilderness. I mean, it is uh, it's beautiful, like absolutely beautiful country. And so last year we gathered. I think we had just under 2,000 people in the bush. Wow. And uh, summer camping and RVs and hotels. And, you know, what? It, it is a place to, the altar is a place where you come to encounter the Father. And we've got all sorts of different streams and people that come in from all over, literally from coast to coast across Canada. And so I think it's uh, the altar.ca. Uh, you can go on there, you can register. We'd love to have you come and join us. Uh, the other one is, we've got a big national gathering coming up for Canada Day in Quebec City. And uh, if we, I think it's rra.ca is the website for that one. We're doing 10 days in Quebec City, which is, to my understanding, was the first uh, city, the municipality in North America. And uh, so we're near the Plains of Abraham, and it's a very key gathering for the nation of Canada between, you know, Quebec and, uh, and the rest of the nation. And so I encourage you, you know, Patriots, intercessors uh, to come out. We have intercessors going in for three weeks prior to the event. And I think they're expecting a hundred intercessors uh, to go in and basically prepare the way and the event is called prepare the way. And, uh, and so that's going to be a really, a really big one. And then there's a local one here in Alberta. We're coming into a provincial election and for Canada, the provincial election in Alberta is very key in where the nation is going to go. And if it goes in one direction, it would be basically handed off to the left and to Justin Trudeau, and they're like in alignment with the Liberals, which would be really, uh, really devastating for the nation. And uh, so we're doing an event that's called Alberta Linked, and it's going to be five days in, in between Spruce Grove and Edmonton. Uh, we're we're hoping for seven hundred, you know, a thousand people. Like now is like, like come, come. And these are Holy Spirit-led meetings. And mm-hmm. we go into a place, again, Davidic worship, intercession, where you actually can go in, make decrees, declarations, where we are the ecclesia, we are the governments uh, in the nation. And so it's another one that we, you know, I strongly, uh, you know, for, for Canada and for Alberta, I strongly would encourage you to, to come out and join us for that. Um, there's a couple of things that are happening here right now in Canada. We've got... Uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, our Canadian coat of arms—you um, know, the the shield that you know we've had for for decades. Uh, our prime minister is removing all religious uh, insignia off of our Canadian national, uh, you know, coat of arms. So the cross and the things that were our nation was dedicated unto God. They're stripping away, and it's being done in conjunction with the coronation of King Charles, who, of course, you know, is, you know, now, you know, are, you know I guess being a commonwealth, you know, he's, you know, we're, we're part of the commonwealth. And so they've stripped away all godly influence and foundation off of that, and what we're standing for as a nation without any consultation without any input from other Canadian citizens. You know, they've just done this, and they're replacing it with what has been called the Trudeau Crown. And it is just absolutely shocking to imagine that, you know, that they're doing this. And uh, so that's a big deal. And, you know, the other thing, Kelsey, here uh, that's happening, you know, that, you know, I know if Canadians are aware, there there's you know, Vancouver. Uh, there, there's different cities now that are literally starting to put up signage uh, for 15-minute cities and putting up concrete barricades and barriers. Oh my! And this is part of the the WEF and the 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 you know globalist you know agenda, cabal agenda, yeah. is uh, you know this this whole deal. They're literally you know in the initial stages of starting to you know you leak well you put these things into place
1: oh wow
2: so we really you know as christians uh here in the nation we we cannot relent we cannot you know hold back a couple other ones that are worth noting is bill c11 was passed by the senate now and so it's become law and so what that means is the restriction of, you know, basically content through, uh, you know, media and through the internet. And they're even looking at blocking like Fox News, the CRTC, you know, they're looking at even blocking Fox News from Canadian. Uh, and, and the. so we do not have a free voice in Canada right now. And there's pastors being arrested for praying uh, in public um like like we are in a in a wild wild time here
1: wow. and
2: so you know uh um, prayers yes yeah yeah so you know there there are things that we're contending for that you know canada will be saved and we are not going to relent i mean and as the darkness comes there there is a going to be a stampede that's going to come to the altar and uh you know, so we're, we better get ready.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, Barry, I know you always, you have uh, shared with us some, some updates on Canada and people in America kind of don't fully understand all that's happening there, but yeah. we can say that we, as brothers and sisters, no matter where you are, when you guys suffer hardships, you know, we all suffer that together. We're one body. So right. we can, pray and stand with you and support you um, in any way we can. And like you were talking about helping others while we can, you know, yeah. showing the love of Christ. And, you know, so we'll partner with you guys in prayer and we just, we love you, Barry. Oh, and, you know, yeah. we love having you on and we're so thankful for you and all that you share with us. And we're honored to have you on and we honor you just like you always honor us.
2: Well, thank you so much. I will, I will add one more thing. I've, I've i just feel and i i i have to be real careful here but we are in the middle of one of the largest assignments that we've ever been given uh, the lord has set us up a few of us in a in some places that are canadian american tables <laughs> and and people that we're working with here and you know, we are, uh, we, I guess I'll say is we really need some prayer uh, over the next little bit to, you know, walk through some things that we've got the wisdom and uh, and that, that we need to do what we need to do. Um, you know, we, we are, we are in a war, you know, I mean, quite plainly, we, we are in a war. Right. Yeah. So I just love you guys. Thank you so much uh, for having me here again today. It has just been my, my complete honor.
1: And we know we'll have you back, Barry. We'll have you back real soon. Steve's going to be coming back from Israel within the next couple days, and so all the teams on their way going to be flying back, and things will be back to business. There's only been a couple of us here behind behind (laughs) running all of it, so we're like, yay! That everybody's coming back. (laughs) We'll be back, guys, next week. And uh, thank you for joining us on today's show. Have an amazing weekend. We'll see you right back here on Monday with Johnny and Lou. Unfiltered. God bless you guys.
0: This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams Podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at eleven AM Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.